Hello guys and welcome to the intellectual experience. Uh, I'm here with Yuor uh, and he, um, I mean, you can maybe introduce yourself. Yeah, hello, my name is Yuor uh, Helgos. I come from uh, Bergen, from a Christian family, grew up Christian and still Christian and uh, very happy with that. Um, I like running. I attend Amaliskam Viragona Skola and um, yeah, pretty social guy, you can say. And I, I've been really excited to talk to you because um, you believe uh, you're a strong advocate of Christianity. Like that's true. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think we could just we could just jump it right into it. Yeah. And um, I wanted to talk to you about the Bible, yeah. right? Because that's I, as far as my understanding goes, it's the foundation of Christianity, right? Mm. You know, I often talk to people like, oh, when I say like Noah's Ark, for instance, yeah. people say that, oh, like, you know, it doesn't mean, sometimes it doesn't mean the entire world. Like it, it just flooded like a part of like city. Like a local flood. Yeah. And then sometimes it means, it means like it didn't happen at all. It just figuratively. Mm, it's like a symbol. Yeah. For example. Or just happened like mm. that. Right. So. One of the things that I wanted to know was like, how much should you believe of the Bible? Okay, so I think the first thing you have to notice when you read the Bible is that it's not just a bunch of laws. It's not just a bunch of stories, but it's a pretty um, uh, it's a pretty special book because it has a lot of genres. So you have everything from poesy to laws to um, love letters to uh, historical biographies, um, so and and uh, mythical parts. For example, you you talked about um, or you mentioned uh, Noah's Ark, and that's one of the that's uh, in the um, eleven first chapters of the Bible or part of it. Um, so there's a lot of differences between the different texts and chapters in the Bible and the books. So, um, for for example, if we are to compare it with the Quran, everything in the Quran is just revelations from Allah to Muhammad. Um, but of course, um, it it really helps to read the hadiths about the background from what what the situation was behind the um, revelations Muhammad got, and it's the same. But it's pretty different from. Um, the Bible, because it's not just a holy revelational book, but it's a historical book that tells about um, historical happenings that actual actually happened. So you have uh, have to read it um, with a cultural context and what happened, and then you will understand way more. Because I think often when we read the Bible, we read it as it was a book written in 2020. Um, but it was written 3,600 years ago to um, 2,000 years ago. So it's, it's pretty um, yeah, complicated, but also very interesting and fun book to read. So we have to interpret it from the cultural context. Yeah, and so how strict do you think we should like buy everything that's in the Bible? Like how strict do you think we should follow everything that's said? Um, I think, um, well, I, I believe in the entire Bible. Some Christians only believe in parts of it and some Christians, 
uh, or some people only believe in the New Testament and the Old Testament, but I think it's a, it's a whole, uh, that uh, the New Testament is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. But we can, for example, uh, take the 11 first chapters of Genesis. That's the first book of the Bible, where you read about creation and Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel. And when scholars have um, researched these chapters, they're written in a very um, mythological way. So, for example, creation. Many think uh, don't believe in the Christian way of the origin of the universe because, well, it can't happen in six, uh, six, six days. And, you know, but we have to remember that the, um, the focus of the Genesis creation is not to explain uh, the creation as a science, a book of science, uh, for example, you know. Um, what scientists write today, but it, the main focus was why and who. Why did the universe, why does the universe exist? Why was it created and who created it? But science can't explain that. But the focus in Genesis is very different from what scientists try to figure out today. Um, so I think we have to, again, look at the context. And I... Myself, I believe in God, uh, that God created the universe. If that's through evolution in 13.7 million years, that's not a big of a deal for me because the most important thing is that God created it and that I'm here because he created me in his own image. And that's the most important thing. And yeah, so it depends. And uh, you said he created in seven days? correct well, well yeah that's that's what the bible says and for me that's no problem because god if god is god if god is omni omni uh, well he if he's all-knowing all-powerful um that's no problem for him he could have done it in a second a millisecond um so i don't see the problem right and I, I think I have two things uh, that I want to talk to you about those seven days. And one of them is, you believe there's actual seven days? Like our seven days, or is it like symbolic seven days? Like it could be like billions of years, but he just, you know. Yeah, so you have, um, I, I don't remember the verse, but it says in the Bible that for God, one day is like a thousand days, and a thousand days is like one day. So, and, and, the word, the, the Hebrew word in the text for day, yom, um, is not a 24-hour um, day, you know, or 12, yeah, um, but it's, it's a, I don't, I don't remember everything, but it's not the way we see it. So, um, again, it's more symbolic than actually, what actually happened, but if, if that's true, or evolution, you know, the, 13.7 million years I know billion years um, it's, it's not that important for me but I haven't landed on it but um, you know I believe in both the Bible and science and the second thing I want to talk to, talk to you about was this comedy skit I don't know where Com I heard it from yeah, like a comedy like a joke basically Okay. and um, 
I don't remember where I heard it before, but it was basically that he, the God made more than six days, right? And rested on the seventh. Yeah. If he's all powerful and all knowing, like, why did he need to rest <laughs> that day? Well, I, well, God wasn't exhausted. Okay. Because he's all powerful. But he was finished on that day. So he rested from his, from the crea- creating of the universe. That doesn't mean that he was exhausted, but he stepped back and looked at, his, uh, at the creation. So that doesn't mean that he's not all-powerful. It just means that he was done creating the universe. If that makes sense. Yeah, right. But, but what did he rest in just like... I mean, this is, I mean I'm an idiot asking you this, but why, why was even like the rest day a thing? Why, why, why one day, when I had two days, when I had a week, when I had just the rest of eternity? Like, has he, has he been making a lot more Earths in that time, or is he just resting now? Do you know what I mean? Well, I, I think um, when you read the Bible... You can see that he, God was not finished and he just stepped like uh, back from creation like a deist view that God is just the almighty um, God just way away, away from the creation and just looks down at us and checking from time to time. I believe God and you can see it through, throughout the whole Bible and throughout all of history. When you look at church history, God is moving. God is um, active in Christian, in, in li- lives of humans everywhere in the world all the time. So he didn't rest from creation, but he rested from creating the universe. Right, so he wasn't actually exhausted. He was just like, you know, just, you know, taking a break, kind of. <laughs> kind of, you can, you can say so. <laughs> yeah, right, and, and while we're on, because this is the, the Old Testament, right? Yeah. Uh, now, I've heard in school and some of the places that Christians and Jews are sharing the First Testament. Is that correct? Yeah, the Old Testament or the Torah that is the Holy Scripture of the Jews is in the Bible. I have a Bible here, and uh, that's the Christian Bible, and that contains both the Old Testament and the New Testament. And um, so uh, I know a lot of Jews have these really strict rules yeah you know i mean like 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 i don't even i'm not going to name examples because i don't know exactly what they are for for example kosher yeah yeah you know the the way they eat and yeah uh, yeah Yeah, like like i i've from what i've seen i feel like jews are more strict Mm. than christians right even though they share a lot of the same text Mm. so I mean, are those Jewish rules coming from the Old Testament, or is that something entirely different? Yes, <laughs> um, many, 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 or many of the rules that uh, Jews follow today are from the Old Testament. And the thing here is, many, many get confused here because, okay, but are Christians supposed to follow the Old Testament, or, or what's the deal? Um, so I actually read, read it about it today in the Bible, but um, in Hebrews, where he, the author of Hebrews explains that um, the law or the, uh, the laws in the Old Testament was just 
temporary. Because when you read them, um, you see that there, a lot of the rules are pretty special rules that is difficult for us today to follow. And that's because it was for a certain people at a certain time at a certain place. So, for example, the um, offering and the purity laws. Um, and that was because before God um, sent Jesus to earth, humans had to make these animal sacrifices for their sins. And they had the Day of Atonement. Um, but at, when Jesus came and died on the cross and resurrected from the dead, he, um, he did all of that stuff. So he was, not, he was fulfilling the Old Testament. And now there's a New Testament, new laws or a new way of living that makes us, um, makes us available or God available for us without a high priest. That was like the, um, a priest was the mediator or, or uh, between man and God that made the connection. But now we can have direct connection with God. So, um, and Judaism is pretty act-based. Act so if you do this, this and that, you'll get saved. But Christianity is grace-based. We don't deserve anything. Um, we sin, we do bad stuff, and that means that we can't live with God because God is holy, He is pure. That means that He is separated from everything bad. He is all pure good. And therefore, we needed um, to restore this relationship with Him. And that's why we have the New Testament. That was okay. That was pretty. That wasn't, it wasn't that structured, but hopefully you. Gave you some answers. Right. So, so because of Jesus dying on the cross, because of all surrounding him, that they, they don't count anymore because, because of Jesus? Um, well, we, we have, and, and I'm, I'm not an expert, and I'm not a scholar in the Old Testament and the New Testament yet, hopefully one day, or that would be pretty fun. But um, so... The Old Testament, there's only some laws or, um, um, that we need to follow today. For example, the um, Ten Commandments, mm -hmm. they're timeless. They, um, they're for today. Like, don't lie, don't kill, don't steal. You know, that's, that's for today also. But the cultural ones for Israel at that time, that doesn't affect us anymore. Right. So, so, so that's actually why you don't see a lot of Christians going through the same rules as Jews do. Mm. And um, so you, you can see that Christians live a pretty different life than, um, uh, you know, Buddhists, Jews, and Hindus, and Muslims, because we don't, uh, well, we, um, Christianity teaches that um, we don't get saved through our acts because we're not perfect and we fail all the time and if we were supposed to be uh, saved through our actions no one nobody except jesus could be with god and i just want to give you a short summary of the of the story of the bible just yeah, so please. you can 
um, understand the whole thing because in the beginning, God created and the heavens and the earth. That's the first sentence of, of the Bible. So God is eternal and he is love as First uh, John 4.16 says. So God is pure love and he is a relationship, you know, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Um, I'll explain that later if you, yeah, please. If you want to. Uh, so that means that God is not just, he's not m many gods, but God is um, one being with three persons. So I am a human being, that's what I am. And who I am is you are Helgos, that's two different things. And because God is greater than us, God is a greater being, he can have more or he can be more persons than us. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, and God is a relationship, you know, when there's more than one, it's a relationship between them. And God is so full of love that he wants to share that relationship with his own creation because God is a creative God. So he wanted to create someone in somebody in his own image so, he, so, so that he could love them. So he created humans. But for a relationship to be a relationship, we need to have free will, right? Mm -hmm. So if you and I are friends, that's a choice. I can choose not to be your friend and to be your friend. And if I get paid by your parents to hang out with you, that's not a real relationship. That's not a real friendship. That's, you know... Prostitution. <laughs> for, for example, that's not real. That's not real love. That's just yeah. fictional. You know, not the real deal. Mm -hmm. That's why God gave us a choice to choose Him and not to choose Him. And as we can read in the Old Testament or in Genesis, we chose the path away from God because we wanted to be God. We wanted to be the center of the universe, and because God is the origin of life, He is life. And we chose the opposite. And what's the opposite of life? Death. Exactly. So that's what we deserved. But God wanted to restore the relationship. He wants to be with us. He wants to hang out with us in his presence because he's so good. God is good. And that's why he sent Jesus. So he could restore that relationship so that we could choose. If we choose Jesus, if we choose to be with God, he's there with open arms. And that's what Christianity teaches, that we can be in a relationship with God. And uh, Jesus. And Jesus, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jesus, is that the son? Or is it something totally different? Um, so the Trinity is, they're all the same in... Um, you know, uh, many, th many uh, think or misinterpret that they're separate gods. But as I told you, it's the same God, but they have different expressions and different tasks. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Jesus and God is the same, but they have different roles and they, um, they make up the Trinity or the one true Yahweh, as the Hebrew word for God. Mm. 
So, so, so if I was to put this in idiot terms. Idiot terms. Yeah. So God is basically a person playing a video game and the son, the father, and the Holy Spirit are his in-game avatars. <laughs> That's a funny way to put it. Um, to be correct. Um, I have never thought of it that way, but, you know, um, the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is, um, came at Pentecost, what's we, what we call Pinsa in Norwegian. Okay. Um, uh, that's when the Holy Spirit came to, to earth. And we believe that he lives, he's active, he acts in our, our Christian lives today. He interprets the scripture for us. He helps us. Um, he does miracles. And so he's kind of the, yeah, the avatar or um, he's the, I can remember my dad told me he's kind of the workman. He does the stuff um, for God and as God on earth. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like me just playing, playing my avatar in GTA Online. <laughs> I wouldn't compare it to a video game because it's so completely different and yeah. it's beyond us. Um, but you put it in idiot terms. Yeah, you, yeah, you could say so. <laughs> and, you know, I, I want, also one of the things that I want to talk to you about was uh, radicalism. Radicalism. Yes. Uh, do you have a definition for radicalism, like being radical? Being a radical Christian. Yeah, for instance, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, like, um, what would a radical Christian look like? What does it look like? That's a cool question. Um, I believe that a radical Christian is a person that um, sets God higher than everything and everything else. That's um, um, wants to be in a relationship with God and practices that in their everyday life, pretty much. Right, and, and he doesn't follow any rules or anything. Because I think one of the most misinterpreted things about Christianity is that we have to follow all these laws, you know? Okay. And, um... For example, if my parents give me a bunch of rules like, okay, you have to go to bed at 10 p.m. at night, you have to do this, this, and much laundry every week, and you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. And the reason why they tell me that is not because that they hate me. They give me good rules to not eat that much candy because that's not good for me. Right. It's the best thing for me is that I eat a certain amount of candy and go to bed at this and this time because they, they do it out of love. And that's the same thing with God. He has given us these rules, these guidelines for us to live the best life ever because he has created life. So he knows how life is best lived. And so I, I think that to do good actions in Christianity is not like a, something we have to do, but it's more a response to God to show that, okay, I want to honor you. I want to re- live in a relationship with you, and the same as my parents. 
okay, I do laundry because I love you and I want to show my love to you in response. And um, it's a, I, I, I always say that to do good and to do God's will is more of a privilege than a duty. That's a beautiful way to put it. Like really poetic. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I'm not trying to put a label on you or anything, but would you say that you are, I mean, w- would you say that you're radical or would you say that you're just an ordinary, ordinary Christian? Well, I hope I'm radical because I, I think that's a good thing. Of course, when you think of uh, maybe the way you put radical or when people hear radical, it's like radical Islam or radical Christians that do terror. Yeah. But I, I think that's, that, that, that's not radical because that's not rooted in what Christianity says. Christianity says that you're supposed to love your neighbor and when you attack your neighbor, that's not from the roots. And radical meets that it's deep from the roots. So then they're from the different roots. And so I would say I'm a radical Christian because God is the most important thing for me. I live in a daily relationship with him. I pray. I talk to him. I read the Bible. I hang out with other Christians. I do fellowship. Um, and that's, that's the core, you know, to live in a relationship with God, to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And to love your neighbor as yourself. That, that's the Shema. That's kind of um, the, the summary of Christianity together with John 3.16. That says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but, uh, but have eternal life. So if I follow that, or as I hope I do, I would say, yeah, you can call me a radical Christian. Uh, could you just give me a second here? No. There we go. Okay. I, th- I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, okay, right. So, so, but, you know, back in the day, uh, in history, I've read a bit about history, was, um, uh, you know, those, uh, uh, they're called, like, Kostog. Crusades. Yeah, Crusades, yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you would you say that those radicals as well? Um, hmm. I haven't thought of it that way, but I I would rather call them. Um, you know, it was more of a political crusade than you know, event a, a missionary event because it was you know um i think a lot of um or in the west we think that was we view it as the christians trying to kill all muslims and you know be missional but the thing was that it was more of a political political where you know in the middle east that was full of christians that was where the christians lived or and and then islam came and conquered all of that so it was more of a um they wanted to conquer it back um so kind of yeah there were radical radical christians um but um i i'm not sure if i would uh, i wouldn't join the crusades 
No, you, you wouldn't want to be associated with them at all. No. And I think where Christians are associated with them too much and in a bad way. And, and do, do you think that's unfair? Do you think that there's anything left in us today from them, if that makes sense? Can you repeat that? Do, do, you, think, do you think it's fair to call, like, to refer to Christians, like, compare them to the Crusades? No, because well, that's... Um, or even hold them accountable, like, even hold them accountable well, today. Um, Christians have done a lot of bad stuff throughout history. That's no big surprise. Everybody knows that. And that's because we're humans, right? We do bad stuff. And um, Christians are not perfect at all. So, uh, you know, I just want to ask for forgiveness, you know, because Christians have done a lot of bad stuff throughout history. And the same with all humans. And um, so if I am to um, associate you with all the bad stuff you've done, you'd be a pretty bad person. And the same with me, if you were supposed to do that to me. So I think the best way to view people is with a, on, um, with a, just a fresh, or um, how can I say that? With that um, without prejudice. Right. Yeah. I think that's important for, for all. But do, do, do you bear any, I mean, do you think, I mean, this is, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Like, do, do you think that there's any responsibility on, on, on us today to, like, you know, about, related to that? Like, do you think that there's any responsibility on us to be externized now or anything? To the crusades or? Yeah, like, yeah, in, in direct, um, in relation to the crusades, like, you know, do you think that we should be extra nice now because of that? Or is it totally forgotten? Well, I think we, it's important not to hide it away and just not talk about it because it's an uncomfortable uh, topic. But I think that we, we need to move on, kind of. Yeah. Um, and it's an it's important thing to, to bring up, but uh, I think it's... Uh, yeah, a good way to to look forward. And also, one of the things that I want to talk to you really a lot about was um, I heard some Christians are going to like if they're homosexual, mm. they might go and get. I mean, it's not treatment, but it's kind of like I I don't know how to explain it. If it's therapy, or like a camp they go to mm. or something. And I was hoping like if you could elaborate on that on that. Uh, and and also like general homosexuality in in the Christianity. Mm. Okay, that's a big topic and a pretty um uh, and as um uh, how put it uh it's a topic that touches a lot of people and much of emotions and again Christians haven't been the best example to treat how to treat homosexuals so I just want to say sorry for that um um. And where to start? Um, homosexuality is a sin, says the Bible. And the reason for that is not because, well, a lot, I've heard, heard a lot of people ask, why do Christians hate homosexuals? Why do God hate homosexuals? And that's completely wrong. If they do, 
they're not following the Bible. Because the Bible says you should love your neighbor as yourself. And that includes all sinners. And we're all sinners, so that includes all humans. Um, and one thing that I think, uh, one thing I think it has been pretty bad tradition is to, you know, put uh, homosexuality as a much greater sin than any other sin. For example, um, it's much worse than being egoistic, but it isn't. It's the same. All sins are equally bad because they're all um, upheaval against God. So. First, I want to say it's not a super, super, super sin. Mm-hmm. It's a sin. And the reason why it's a sin is because in the beginning, God created man and female for a relationship, right? So that was the original design. That's they can get babies and, you know, um, so and you can compare it with a Tesla. Elon Musk created the Tesla. And nobody else knows how the Tesla works better than Elon Musk. Okay. And I think it's the same thing with God and relationships. He created relationships so that it could be uh, um, in a good... Um, oh, um, I don't remember the word. Um, as it's supposed to be, you know? Harmony? Harmony. Um, kind of, I'll just search it up. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the word. But, but... Yeah, in good frames. Okay, in good frames, okay. Yeah, so, um, and that's why I think relationships are best the way god created them because god is relation he's relation and relational and he's he knows the best way it works if that makes sense yeah so so we 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 shouldn't be tinkering with a tesla the same way we shouldn't be tinkering with his creation yeah well if we do a lot of uh, bad experiments with a tesla it might be uh, well it will be destroyed at some time And I think it's with, you know, divorce as well. It's not a good thing because we're created for a relationship and relationship demands sacrifice. It demands to lay down your own rights for the other person. And that's, and it's a choice, right? Um, And I think it's the same with relationships. Well, it's the same with all relationships. God created them for a certain way. Because he knows it knows best, and then humans shouldn't, you know, try to ex- um, experiment with it in the way that um, against the way God created it and made it, yeah, as the way He wanted. So our our uh, uh, yeah, like today, like. Do- are homosexuals like fully accepted into, into all churches? Um, I mean, do, do you know that? No, and uh, I, I don't agree with that. Uh, I, all humans are, or all of us are invited to church, but I believe some um, uh, denominations they uh, view differently, and I think they handle it in a wrong way. So, for example, I know a lot of pastors 
and uh, in in I don't know uh, how they treat homosexuals in all of them, but many of my pastors, uh, pastor fan, friends have homosexuals in their church, and they're part of the community, and they they're as they're equal with everybody else, and I think that's the right way to do it, not to uh, be um, mean or uh, to separate homosexuals from others because we're all the same uh, so i i think all homosexuals and all humans are supposed to yeah we need to treat each other better so, so you you fully like accept and welcome any any homosexual like to, to your church basically yeah and, and you also said that it's a sin right mm. And that's not a popular word today. No, it's not. And because, I mean, you talk about super sins, like sins that are way worse than others, mm. right? Could you elaborate on, like, like, which sin is the worst, for instance? Well, um, um, in Romans, uh, 3.23, I think. It says that all men has fallen short of the glory of God. Um, and that means we've all missed the target of being perfect because it's out of our capability. Um, and I don't believe that any sin is uh, more sinful, but I believe that um, some sins are, have much bigger consequences. For example, um, if you kill somebody, that has way bigger consequences than stealing uh, 50 bucks from your parents. But both of the things you've done are wrong. But some have bigger consequences than others. And, and when you say they're equal sins, right? I mean, if, if that was what you said. Like, was that what you said? Well, they're... Um, I'm not completely sure, uh, but they're, they're both sins, but some sins have bigger consequences, you know? Mm -hmm. And that it impacts more people, it impacts your life in a worse way. So kind of you can say that some sins are worse, but we've all sinned. Okay. And one sin is too many, and therefore we're all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all um, missed the target of being reconciled with God, and that's why He came to Earth. He became a human. He was hum humiliated. He was tortured for us, so He could show His love. He, all of He, uh, everything Jesus did on Earth was because He loves us, and He wants to show that love, and He wants to restore that relationship. powerful it is <laughs> it is the most powerful message you can ever hear yeah and, and um i i don't think you got into this but i i've heard about from some like christian uh societies or like church or whatever that it can be like homosexuality can be cured somehow yeah Homotherapy. Yeah. Of, do, um, do, do you believe that? Do, do you, 
do you do? Could you? I mean, do you know anything about that? Well, it was a big thing in Norway uh, before Christmas. You know about homotherapy and um, before what Christmas? Well, when was it? Wasn't it before Christmas? Oh, 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 oh this discussion we had. No, no, the no, big uh, in the news. You know, uh, the homotherapy and everything. I think it was right before Christmas. Okay. Um and um yes, I believe that um people can be cured, but that um don't get me uh, wrong here because I I know people and I've um I know people that know people and I've heard a lot of uh Christians that were lived a homosexual life, had homosexual feelings that um through a relation when they became christians they didn't feel the or well some of them feel the homosexual feelings to, uh, today but they're happily married with a uh, with a person from the other sex um a female a female <laughs> or, or, but the other way okay other way uh, yeah. also okay, yeah sure yeah. um but i think it's a it's a pretty sensitive and not it doesn't always happen you know um and I'm not saying that you were supposed to send gay people to gay camps and uh, kind of torture them or, uh, um, you know, do bad stuff with them. But I believe that in the power of God, nothing is impossible for God, you know. Um, so I know people that has been radically changed through uh, encounter with God. Um, and I believe that uh, everybody is supposed to be met with that and meet this love you know and and do do you think that it is a condition do you think that it is a choice i mean yeah you you might have said this before but i mean could you just like reiterate Mm, i don't think that uh i don't think the feelings maybe are i i don't think the feelings are choice but you always you can choose to give feelings a bigger space you know if I'm really angry, I can choose to be angry for two months. And I, or right. I can choose to just lay it uh, away. And I think it's a bit the same with homosexuality. But again, I'm not an expert. I don't know too much about this. So uh, don't uh, take my words as uh, facts uh, 100%. But this is my observations. Um, but I believe that you can... Uh, I don't know. You know. It's a difficult. It's a difficult topic, um, but I believe that um, it's possible to, um, yeah, kind of be restored from, yeah, from everything. And and when you say we're all sinners, mm. uh, like what does that mean? Have we all failed? To up to, I mean, I mean, look what you said. Yeah, like we, we've ago. all fallen short to the glory of God. Yeah. So, I mean, if if we're all sinners to begin with, like, is there really any point in doing anything? Um. Um. Well, you can kind of say no because we've all sinned, but I believe that um, the Bible tells about you know being restored. And atonement. Um, that's two pretty difficult words, but it's 
uh, to um, get, uh, go back to the relationship with God. And um, well, I can read I can read some scripture for you from yeah, sure. Romans uh, six, where, where um, Paul talks about this stuff, um, and I think it's pretty interesting. So I'm gonna find it. Um, uh, I'm just assuming by the fact that you know, like basically where the the thing you want to read is that you read the Bible a lot. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, every day. Every day, right? Yeah, but but you you don't finish it every day. No, <laughs> I I've read it. Uh, I'm on my fourth time now. Uh, this year? Uh, no, not this like year, time? but like since eighth grade. Okay. Um, so that's five years. So yeah, it's my favorite book. It's a really good book. So it's so like basically once a year, almost. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so in Romans 6, verse, verse 1, uh, and uh, yeah, um, I can just read it. Uh, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may be increased? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Um, so what Paul is talking about here is that when we when uh we say yes to jesus when we're uh, when we become christians sin has no power over us anymore so um um that means that we're not uh, we're not supposed to just do a lot of bad stuff so jesus's grace can become bigger because it's already so big um but now it's again with the privilege of doing good now I, I think doing good is not what saves you. Um, in Ephesians 2.8, it says, uh, for it is by grace you have been saved. Grace means free, for free, undeserved. We don't deserve to be with God, but he wants to be with us. So then he gives us the opportunity to choose him. Um, and when we sin, it's kind of the same as turning our backs to God. Um, and if we, if we do that constantly, we, we don't live out what we believe. So I think, um, as, and as James, the, bro- the brother of Jesus, said, was that um, faith without actions is dead. That doesn't mean that um, you can't believe and do bad stuff. Well, well or you believe, if you do bad stuff and believe, you don't believe. But I believe that um, um, actions are uh, proof or just... Uh, expression of what you believe in your um yeah uh, allegiance to god so good can you like do whatever you want and still get it, go to heaven like could you kill everyone on earth and still go to heaven well I, if i was thanos and kill the <laughs> half of the population i'm not sure and again when people ask me like okay hey do i go to hell or does this guy go to hell because he did that i'm not the judge my job here on earth <laughs> is not to judge i don't know that's god's job a job um I'm, yeah i can't say i can't answer that because god is righteous he knows what's right to do he's m- way more righteous than any American or Norwegian or Swedish or German judge. He he is righteousness. So I believe that we will uh, we will experience justice. 
and uh, I can't say more than that. So, so you don't judge people ever? Well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's not right. That's yeah. not the right thing to do. And I, and I want to become better. I, I don't want to, kind of. But, you, but yeah, I okay. do naturally by my human sinful instinct. But I, I want to I wanna work with that. I, I want to uh, create um, a, um, a natural way of living where I don't judge people. But it's, different. it's difficult and maybe I'll never reach that point. But I, I don't want to judge people because that's not, not my job. But, but being good, like following the rules, doing everything, do, do you think that that increases your chances i mean this is probably just a stupid question right <laughs> but, but because christianity is so belief based mm. would you say that's correct yeah it's belief and grace based so so th- your actions come second right um i believe uh, well the bible talks about um um actions and what you do you will um um Again, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't, my per, uh, English is not perfect, but that you okay, will, yeah, please, um, uh, you will be awarded for what you do on earth in heaven. So if I do a lot of good stuff, like Mother Teresa, I believe that she has been awarded in heaven, but that doesn't make her more saved, you know, okay. if you believe, if you believe in Jesus Christ with all your heart, mind, and soul, then you'll be saved. And you can't be, become more saved by your actions. It's e- either or, you know? But I believe that... Um, I don't know how that works. Uh, only God knows. Um, but um, I think that doing good is a good thing and that we will be awarded. In what way and how, I don't know. Maybe I get a... Tesla when I come to heaven. I don't know if there, is, <laughs> there are any Teslas in heaven, but that would be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, just driving around in Teslas, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, do, do you believe in, in hell? Yes, I do. And, and could you explain, like, the concept of hell? Ooh, that's a like, fun question. Like, the principle, because I, <clears throat> I, it's one of those things that I also don't, I just don't know what to believe. Like, should mm-hmm. I believe it is a concept, a symbol, mm. a, a real place. Like, you know, I mean, could you just, like, I just, I know the hell is supposed to be really evil, like fucked up, basically. <laughs> yeah, you can say so. <laughs> right, and you're supposed to, like, suffer mm. for the rest of your life. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was wondering if you could, like, please elaborate and just, you know, educate me about what hell really is, because that's where I think I'm going. <laughs> um, so, um, the main uh, misinterpretation of hell, I would say, is that it's a place, well, it kind of looks like this, you know? It, okay. We have a picture here of like a monster in some fiery yeah. place. It's a flames. Yeah. So, burning. Um, <laughs> and, and that's what many people think, like, you know, my, the Minecraft version with a lot of um, uh, pig zombies and um, fire all the time. But all, but the Bible and the Bible ta- talks about you know um, burning that it burns in hell. But at the same time, in other uh, texts, it talks about darkness mm-hmm. and just, just black darkness. Yeah, and that doesn't make any sense if it's 
fire and darkness at the same time. Right. It can be. And I think it's just um, metaphors for suffering and a bad place. Because hell is a place without God's presence. Hell is where God isn't. Um, and because God is all good, all powerful, he is love, that's a pretty bad place. Um, and um, C.S. Lewis, the author of um, the Narnia Chronicles, and a lot of good theological books, one of the 20th, 20th century biggest authors, said that there are two kinds of people. The ones that say, God let your will be done, and the ones that God says to your will be done. Mm-hmm. And that, what that means is that we can choose God, and we can choose not to be with God. God was, doesn't want to um, force himself upon us. So if you choose not to be with God, what you get is no, no God, a place with no God, with, without God, and that is hell. And that's a pretty bad place. And I, I know God, I talk to him every day, and he's a pretty nice guy, and I want to be with him for the rest of my life. Does he talk back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. And now we're over uh, to prayer. Uh, and... <laughs> Well, um, in different ways, God talks to us in many different ways. For example, so not like directly. uh, It's not like you just send a text and he's like, "Yeah, buddy, I I got you." (laughs) Like, oh, I really want to test God. He's like, "Yeah, I got you." I haven't experienced it myself, like (laughs) uh, audible voice, but I know many people that have. Oh, okay. And uh, heard a lot of testimonies of people hearing an audible voice. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't ha- ha- happen all the time. But you know, this book I'm holding in my head, which book is this? I'm guessing the Bible. Yes, that's the Bible. <laughs> and it's also called the Word of God. Okay. So this is 1,435 pages of the Word of God. And I believe every day when I sit down and reading my Bible, that God talks to me through these words. Uh. And actually, this is, this is also something I, I just um, just now thought about. You know the uh, Muslim or like Islamic the Quran. Yeah. It it doesn't translate. Yeah. So why does the Bible translate? If it's if it's God's word, if it's God's word, you know, if, if that makes sense. That's a fun question, uh, and actually, I can answer that. Um, I read this book called uh, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus, and No God But One, Allah or Jesus, by Nabil Qureshi. He was a former uh, Muslim that became Christian, uh, and he went through a lot of uh, four years with just researching Christianity and Islam. And he talked with his friend David Wood, Professor David Wood. You can check out Acts 17 Apologetics at YouTube. He talks about like, the difference between Christianity and Islam. And... By reading those books, I, um, they talked about it. Um, they were, it's a biography, and they talked about it. And, you know, in Islam, Arabic, it's, it's the holy, or it's, it's the sacred language, you know? So God only speaks in Arabic. So I have a Norwegian Quran at home, and that's a kind of a fake Quran, 
you know, because it's not the real word of God. It, it's Norwegian. It's, it's in Norwegian. <laughs> and, um, and I think it's pretty sad and it's pretty pity by Islam or um, that only Arabic is the word of God because then, because the goal in Islam, they want uh, uh, all of the word to be a uh, world to be Islamic, you know? Okay. And if God, if Allah is for everybody, why doesn't he talk in all languages? Then every, uh, then people, uh, we have to learn Arabic, Arabic and reach out to him. But in Christianity, God wants to meet with everybody. And that means that he wants to, it's not the uh, word by word that is important, but it's the message that he loves us. And that's, I, th I think that's beautiful. And um, thousands of thousands of Christians work with it every day to interpret or to translate the Bible in all languages so everybody can hear the beautiful words of God in the Bible. Right, so, so you can perfectly just translate in as long as the message is kept intact, it, it, it's fine it, it, when it comes to Christianity and the Bible. Uh, can you explain so, that? So, so the Bible, you can translate no problem as long as the message is kept. Yeah. Would that be a, a fair statement? Yeah, but we have to remember that interpreting the Bible, it's a massive work. And uh, when this Bible I have with, uh, we have brought with me today, it is um, scholars that have studied Hebrew, Hebrew and Greek and Aramaic and all the languages, you know, and interpreting the best way they can. So the original meaning, so the original, um, uh, yeah, the original words from God come to us, but it's not the word by word that is the most important but it's the love of god yeah the message the message so so, so do you think that has helped christianity grow to the size that it is now that it's in every language definitely because god is a god for all people yeah and Paul talks about there is no, no man nor female, no slave nor free, but we're all the same in Christ. So we're all, um, God looks, as, uh, look, uh, looks at us the same, all the same, blacks and whites, Asians, uh, from Africa, everybody. God wants us all. He wants to be in a relationship with all, all people. And that's pretty relevant for for today, you know, with the yeah. racial stuff in in the in the U.S. and I actually experienced uh, something on Tolga Manningen in uh, the city center of Bergen, where it was a guy uh, screaming out racial uh, slurs, uh, yeah, against some some blacks, and they started fighting, and the police came and everything, and it's I got so angry, you know, yeah. it's not cool and it's not okay, and God is God agrees with me on that one. Yeah. Um, so God, God loves us all, and He wants the best for all of us. So, so, so you say that God doesn't care about your skin color, or no? I think, yeah. I think, well, I think He does. Okay. And uh, not in a way that He likes whites more than blacks or Asians more than okay. South Americans, 
but I think he loves diversity. Okay. Because, well, we're almost 8 billion people on the planet, or I'm not sure of the exact number. God is a diverse, or he's, a, he's the God of diversity. He's, he's created all of us, and we're different, very different from, I'm, very, I'm super special because nobody's like me. And the same with you. Um, and so God loves diversity, both in personality, both in looks and the way we act. And so I think he cares about uh, how we look and he loves the way we look. And he, and he accepts all. Yeah. He created us in his own, in his own image. And he's, he's awesome. That means that we're awesome. And we yeah. have to, yeah. And, and we should not kill each other because of, right, because of yeah. the color of our skin. Like we, we should just accept everybody and love everyone. Yeah. Beautiful message. It is. This is a message we need to hear right now. Yeah, I, uh, definitely. I mean, I mean, this podcast is probably coming out, I don't know, a bit later, or uh, maybe this, this weekend, I don't know. But uh, have, you, have, you, have you prayed for uh, Mr. Floyd's family? Actually, I haven't, and I should, and I, mm. now I want to do it. I haven't thought about uh, thought. Well, I have, yeah, I have prayed for the whole situation and for yeah. George Floyd and but I actually haven't prayed for the family, so thanks for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> and I think everybody listening should do that too and bless the family of George Floyd and everybody that experiences uh, harassment. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. I cannot state enough how important it is to accept everyone. Yeah. That's like one of the things about me. Yeah. Mm. I mean, not about me, but like everyone I know, basically. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think that there's a lot of people that are racist. Honestly, I I think that there's a huge minority, especially today. It's just that they scream much louder than everybody yeah. else. So it's, it's a loud minority. Yeah, and a silent majority. And I think, well, it's. I mean, it's not silent now anymore. But, no, yeah. it isn't. But uh, I think that's in all of media. There, yeah. there's the minority gets the most uh, attention because they scream much louder than the majority. Yeah. Both like the um, very right, uh, right extremists and you know, the left, they scream much louder louder than because they don't have any extreme meanings. Could you please repeat that? Uh, we are picking up some, some kind of uh, interference in the microphone. Well, I, I was just saying that I think that in the media, those who scream the loudest get the most attention. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that was basically basically what I said. And uh, now that I've said that you should pray to his family, I, I mean, I never pray, and I haven't done that in years. Mm. Because of that, I'm just going to do that today. Yeah. Just like pay respect. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> prayer is so good. And I can, I can just talk a bit about prayer because yeah, a please, lot of people... <laughs> uh, um, I know that was one of your questions, but yeah. um, often when we think of... When, when, um, uh, normal western guy the man on the street thinks about prayer it's often you know you kneel down you fold your hands you bow your head you uh, and then you say dear god i pray that this this and that and use a lot of beautiful words but jesus actually talks about this and he and when we talk prayer is basically talking and communicating with god it's not a formula it's just being honest with God. And God wants the real deal. 
he doesn't want the perfect stuff from us because then we have basically nothing to give, but he wants us. So prayer is communicating with God. Short definition. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, d- does it matter where you do it? Well, I pray when I run, when I am, when I sit on the bus, when I'm in the shower, when I'm, you know, sitting on the toilet, when I'm hanging out with friends, um, when I walk. It depends. It depends, but it doesn't matter. God looks for the heart, not the Place. circumstances. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, I finally remember where I always pray before a football game yeah. uh, or, or, uh, or uh, soccer, yeah, you stupid American. <laughs> <laughs> soccer. It is football, okay. Well, I say soccer because I lived in the States for a year, so yeah. I, I don't say football for soccer. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I just say soccer so that people understand what football I'm talking about, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll play along today okay but yeah but not tomorrow no not tomorrow <laughs> not yesterday not, not tomorrow i'll just play a lot for now yeah and if you if you if you go back to the topic of praying yeah right, it's also i mean honestly like why should you pray Be- because uh, you we've talked about tristanity being a um being a belief-based religion right mm. so if you just believe like why should you pray like what is the point mm. for example yesterday okay. i am um, i was pretty upset about something and um uh i just wanted to let it out you know and so i prayed to god and i talked with him and um because he listens, he understands me way better than I do myself. Um, so I think it's a, just a good, kind of a safe haven to go and talk to him. And it's also a good thing to um, bless people. Okay, God, I pray that you'll bless Billy because he's a really good guy and this, this and that. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, so I think we should pray because it's good for us. When we hang out with God, we are shaped and more and more like God. As, as the way when I hang out with my buddies, we become more and more, more, and more like each other because we, we interfere with each other and um, start acting the same. And I think it's the same with God. When I hang out with God a lot, I will become more like God. Not I, I won't become God, but I will... Um, um, Gain more of his attributes, and uh, one of the most uh, um, famous uh, verses in the Bible about prayer is uh, in Matthew seven seven to eight, and I will just read it for you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. So basically God says that we come to pray with him. Uh, no, pray. <laughs> yeah, we can pray with God, but pray to God. Um, we will um, 
he will, he will listen and he will answer. But the thing here is often he, most of the, or most of the time, he doesn't answer the way we want because he knows better. Uh, because he's perfect. Yeah, he's perfect. I'm not. So sometimes when I pray to God, I say, okay, God, you know, you know my heart. You know what I'm praying about. This may not be your will, but your will be done. But can you please do this? And then you do the rest. You choose if it's the right thing to do. So like when you're asking for a car, he might just kick you in the ass to make you run faster. Well, <laughs> I believe, well, I have friends that asked God for a car and he gave it to them. He, he gave them a car, like, like how? How does, he, how does God give you a car? Um, one, I think it's pretty cool how God does it, but God's, God loves to use us. Okay. Not like, you know, manipulating, but okay. he, know, he loves to bless and act on earth through us Christians. Christians are supposed to be the image of God on earth. We're supposed to, re we're ambassadors, representatives uh, for God. So, um, for example, a testimony for, uh, from my family. Um, my, uh, we had a different year when we w went to Kona, Hawaii. Uh, we were missionaries and my mom and dad didn't work. So we had, we didn't have that much money, you know? And, and then God, uh, my mom felt that God was saying to her that we were supposed to give away 10,000 kroners. That's about a thousand bucks plus minus. Dollars, yeah. Uh, um, dollars, yeah. Um, to, some, some, to a ministry or somebody else. Okay. Um, like donate. Donate, yeah. Yeah. But that was, my mom was like, oh, no, God, we can't do that. We need the money. Yeah. Um, so I believe God blessed and answered somebody else's prayer through my mom and through our economy. Mm -hmm. But at this very same day, just a few hours later, from somebody we do not know who is, gave us the exact amount, amount of money back. Or not, not they didn't give it back, but we got it from somebody else. 10,000 10, Norwegian kroners. Without asking anybody. And I believe that's a way God can answer prayers. And we didn't pray for, even pray for it. God gave us it before we asked. Wait, wait, wait. You gave away $1,000. Yeah. And you got it all back. We didn't get the same $1,000, but we got $1,000 yeah, yeah, back. Because you, you got the equivalent. Equ the equivalent. Yeah, the, is the, the same, basically. Yeah. Yeah. The exact same, just a few hours later. From somebody we, we still don't know who, who it was. Yeah, but like, how did you get the money? Like, did you just pop up in your account? No, not, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> not all the time. Okay. I, I, for example, I have a, a friend. Yeah, like those thousand dollars, like those. Yeah. Did, they just popped up in your account. But most likely, I believe it was somebody, a, a Christian from another place. I don't know. Maybe it was, I don't know, um, was told by God to give it to us. And it's, it's a miracle, right? Mm -hmm. um, and God loves to use natural causes to bless us. And um, I, have, uh, I have a friend, uh, he's a missionary, and um, he has no salary. He doesn't, he doesn't work. Um, okay. Like odd jobs. He, he just doesn't work with a job where he gets paid. Okay. But still, he um, lives a pretty good life. He 
he uh, flies around the world and preaches the gospel mm-hmm. and uh, meets with people. And he's a missionary in the Philippines and he gives away a lot of money and food for the poor. And he, he has no salary, but God provides for him. He, God gives him the money to live and to bless others in miraculous ways. Often he gets the exact amount of money for a plane ticket, you know, a, um, yeah, a plane ticket right before he needs it. Uh, at the exact moment he needs it. And that's his everyday life. It's normal for him. And it's pretty cool. Okay, so, I mean, I don't mean to be disrespectful here, like, at all, okay? Mm. But you don't think that there's a chance that whoever you donated that money to could have just given it back? No, we didn't. We, we, didn't, give, we didn't donate to somebody and then they gave the bucks or the money back. We got it from somebody else, or we, we don't know. Yeah, exactly, you don't know, so you might got it from the same person, right? No, because we uh, we could check, we could see the account, account, you know, and okay. we would know. It, but it was just we didn't recognize the account number and anything, so it wasn't the same. And like, how how bad? You, and where was it? Was it in the U.S. or just somewhere else? It was in the U.S. on on Hawaii. All right, yeah. And and you lived there for a year. And uh, nine months, or we were uh, first three months in Hawaii, then okay. two months in Malaysia as missionaries, and then four months in uh, um, in uh, on Hawaii again, and then yeah, some vacation here and there in the U.S. Uh, could you explain what a missionary does? Because I I don't fully understand what a missionary really does. Okay, so. A missionary is basically a person that um, shares a message. So you can be an atheist missionary or a Muslim missionary where you basically um, tell people about something and you try to convert them or just tell them. And, and as a Christian missionary, you... Well, um, in Christianity, all Christians are called to be missionaries. So, for example, I talk to my friends about Jesus. I'm being a missionary. I'm doing missionary work wherever I go. But you have some that do kind of, uh, they do missionary uh, or they're missionaries full time. And the stereotype is like they feel God calling them to Africa, to Ghana, and, and I, or Senegal. I have some friends in Senegal that they're missionaries there. Okay. So they live in Senegal um, and, and, Start um, um, start churches and um, tell people about the gospel. The gospel that's uh, the story about Jesus, his life, death, and resurrection, um, and that's what they do. They're effect- effectively just spreading the word, trying to get people to convert. Maybe, yeah, just, just like spreading God's word, basically. Yeah, and being uh, being good to people. For example, you have mercy ships where they have this ship where they um, uh, bring it to uh, poor countries and just does operations and uh, give medical uh, help to people that, that are in need and maybe tell them about Jesus. And that's a missionary work, for example. And expecting nothing in return. No. 
That's, is that really important, right? Hmm? Is that important? Yeah. I think that, um, and there's, well, sometimes they do get something in return because those who are blessed want to bless back. Right. right. Uh, but I believe, I think so that's, that, that's more like a hug instead of a new car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's something beautiful with giving without anticipating getting something back. Uh, and that's, I, I think that's real goodness because if I just go around and giving compliments to people just so they can say, Hey, you too. And then I feel good. That's not real goodness. Real goodness is, um, um, showing love and doing good stuff without, um, anticipating and assuming that I will get something back because that would just be, you know, egoistic because I'm doing it for my own good. And that's what missionaries does. So you're basically a missionary here on the podcast. Kind of. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you about Jesus and that's, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of a missionary right now. Yeah. You're basically telling me and uh, my one viewer, my, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe after this podcast, you will have a lot of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Dude, it would be so funny if, if like right now I'm, I mean, I told you this before, but I'm getting like two views an episode, right? No. Like, could you imagine if this, if if like two years from now, I get like a couple thousand? That would be that would be yeah. awesome. And then and then people were like, and then people would like you know laugh and like take this clip out and just like you know put it in a video. <laughs> I mean, that would never happen, but yeah, that mm. would be really funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and um, and and you're a missionary in. Your role as a missionary was that only in Malaysia, or is, or is that everywhere you go, or is because you went on a trip to be a missionary? Yeah, would that be correct to say? Mm, a and, missionary trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and and was that only in Malaysia, or do, was you also doing missionary uh, uh, deeds in Hawaii as well? Um. Well, we went on uh, with YWAM, Youth with a Mission. That's one of the, uh, or maybe I think it's the biggest missionary uh, organization in the world. So we went there for first three months where we were trained. We, we got... Um, uh, like soldiers? Yeah, kind of like soldiers, <laughs> ready to go out, fight and do good. Um, yeah, okay, okay. So we had a lot of... Um, um, so, so instead of kill people, you're supposed to help people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and did you do a lot of push-ups? Yeah, actually, I did. Okay. <laughs> so we got a lot of instruction and uh, how how to do, be a missionary. You know, it's a lot of things you do when you come to a new culture. How to um, uh, talk to people, and uh, yeah, we were trained. Uh, be respectful and. Yeah, you know, and okay. we we went. Uh, we, I was twelve at that time, so I had a kind of a. Uh, you know, uh, vague view of the world. Yeah, I did. Uh, but I, my view was broadened a lot when I came to Malaysia. It was a completely different country. Right. Um, and then, yeah, so, and after the training, we went on a missionary trip. Uh, some of my friends too, went to Thailand, Fiji, Vietnam. We went to Malaysia. And, uh, yeah, it was a really good experience. And I, I really want to do that again. So, yeah, I'm saving up money for missionary trips and it was unpaid um yeah it was unpaid we paid we paid to do it all oh, right okay yeah, yeah so, so it, you did it out of goodwill didn't do it because any financial benefit or anything no no it was a 
if you look at it as, as a at a economical view, we lost a lot of money, right? right? But we gained a lot, uh, way more um, that you know, measure way more than money. Good experience. Our family was uh, got way closer. We got to bless people. We got to tell people about Jesus. Um, we gave uh, food to the homeless every week. We uh, visited orphanages and just share love and. I really want to do that more. I mean, this is this is one of my uh, I don't want to say passions, but one of the things that I really try to advocate, mm. which is just doing like. I mean, you don't have to do charity. You have to do. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do anything with label on. You could just be nice. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. So, like, I always try to be. I mean, I consider myself an asshole. Okay, I, I don't. <laughs> <have> this, and, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, it sounds funny, but I just instantly assume that I'm this complete asshole, like, you know, with just, I, I mean, I look at myself as a complete asshole and then I just accept that. And then I try my best to, um, like not be an asshole. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. So, so, so that's like, that's what, when I decided to do some, you know, volunteering here, here and there and all this, I mean, I don't do a lot. I, I, I don't, this is not something to brag about, but like, I, I just always try when every time somebody says that they want to do something, I always try to like lead them in the right direction. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. So, like some, a friend of mine was telling me that he wanted to do some, uh, some volunteering and I obviously just showed him where I do it and how he could also do it and like all the ways he could do it. Right. Mm. Because I want him to also be able to help mm. because honestly, when you're volunteering, you almost, I mean, from my experiences, you almost receive more than you give. Mm, if yeah. that makes sense. It's it a bigger really blessing powerful. to give than to receive. Yeah. <laughs> He's pointing at the Bible. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, I mean, just like I, I get happy because I work at this. I, I Once a week, I, I go to this um, elderly home. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know or not, but uh, yeah, and then I'm, I'm just there for like, an hour, maybe mm. more, maybe less. Just hanging out with the... Yeah, I mean, just playing games, basically. And, and it's just self... I mean, from what I hear, they are not... I mean, old people, because it, it is... It is... You know, you know, like, elderly home, obviously. Mm. So, from what I hear, they're not always the happiest people. Yeah. Like, when they're just up there in the room, watching TV, it's not, it's not like they're always the happiest. But when I... I'm totally asleep when I get there, and I, I see them, they're, you know, they're happy from... At least, at least that hour and that mm. really oh, it's on so my good. face it breaks on their face and it's come on that's so yeah. good right yeah, yeah and I, I always try to like you know spread that like goodwill mm. cool and and, uh, and but do you do you, do you do anything like that or um well I do a lot of voluntary work uh, yeah. especially in my church and um okay. so um and that's uh, i'm uh, one of the leaders in a youth group in my church where we have yeah tonight we're gonna have uh, meetings and uh, so i do a lot of vo- voluntary work like sunday school um so that's a lot of my spare time i use in uh, i spend in church doing stuff helping people um so yeah i i do um but uh I'm just trying to do what I can. Right. You know, I, I was, 
I mean, did you do, do, do you do anything that's not religious? Well, um, I mean, you're obviously a really nice person, like from what I know. You, you know like, yeah. I mean, you're always <laughs> well, like bringing you. this positivity, and you know, mm. at least like from my experiences, right? But and that's, I mean, that that's one of the things that's really unappreciated. I I think just being like like you like you when you walk into the, like you're smiling, you you're lifting just about everyone up. Mm. You know, what I mean, yeah, because. Like it's a school. Like there's a lot of people that don't want to be there. There's a lot of people that are tired. They're stressed. And you come up there just smiling and just, you know, talk like a normal conversation is I mean, it it gets a lot better. You know what I mean? I mean just everyone gets a lot better. Even though they might not admit to that. Mm-hmm. I mean it, it's infectious, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, your ha- your happiness and your smile is happiness. It's a happy virus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, thank and you. especially in these times when you need that light. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's really, I'm grateful to have you. Mm. Can I share one verse that kind of explains that? Do please. Um, because. Go ahead. Uh, well, I really love the Bible. So. Um, I mean, I mean, do you even need to, do you even need that thing? I mean, w- what do you call that list in, in front of every book? Oh, uh, the. Uh, uh, wait. I, I don't remember. Uh, I, I totally, I'm totally Well, forgetting. the content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you even need that a- anymore for the Bible? Well, I have uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. Well, I, I don't use the contents list, but I have these um, notes. The, these notes. No, stick notes where stick I notes, yeah. know where the stuff is. But uh, yeah, I yeah I uh, know <laughs> where a lot of the stuff in the Bible um, is. But in in Philippians four four it says, "Rejoice in the Lord." Always, I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be, anxi- be anx- anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So re- rejoice in the Lord always. And I think, um, and I want to live this out, I want to always rejoice in the Lord. And always, I have, I have always a reason to be happy. It's not, it's not bad. Uh, well, I, um, um, because God is good, I am alive. That's something I can be grateful for. I have a house. I have parents. I have a good family. I have friends. So it's, there, there's always a reason to be happy. But that doesn't mean that, uh, that I'm always happy, but I have always a reason to rejoice. And Does that make by, sense? Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And by the way, rejoice. I didn't know what that means, so I just Googled it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is apparently feel or show great joy and delight mm. or cause joy to. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah. So, so, anyway, if you were wondering what that meant, as I'd, I just didn't get that. That's fair for you. Yeah. Mm. And, and, you, and you try to live by that all day. Like every day. Well, yeah. Yeah. You I, I don't always manage to do so. Yeah. Of course, uh, sometimes I can get real mad. Sometimes I'm, I'm a real douchebag. But um, most of the time, hopefully, I spread happiness. I mean, I, I honestly just—I just, I just remember, remember you being angry once. What was, was that? I was in—I was in gym. Oh, I mean, okay. it wasn't—it was in the like 
basically. I was just being this asshole to you, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, in the PE. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, dude, I'm, dude. I'm, but I'm really competitive. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so when we... I was just talking shit for you t- into you for like an hour straight. And you, you, I mean, you didn't really snap, but you were, you were just like... I could see it in your eyes. You were really annoyed. You were like, come on. That dude, was... Stop. Yeah. I was... Um, Working a lot with myself to stay stay controlled, but uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I take a lot of pride in shit talking. <laughs> well, I try to minimize that. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, I I would like to think I got in your head that day. Yeah, a little bit. That's that's true. <laughs> Dude, that, I mean, that's the only time that was after an hour, just me just hammering you with the shit talk, like an hour straight. Yeah. Oh. But even even then, he was still like, you know, you you didn't snap fully. You know what I mean? He was still like, you know, I could still. You weren't angry. You were. I mean, you were angry, but you, you didn't curse me or anything. <laughs> I wanted to hit you, but I, yeah. I, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, you you, you got to have those lows to get those highs. You know what I mean? Well, life's, uh, you know, one of those cliche. Uh, metaphors life is like a, ro- a, ro- a roller coaster and yeah it is but yeah. there's always a reason to rejoice right and be thankful and i think we all should do that there's always and i i've i have done that a lot in the past year or the past year because last year i broke my leg and then i couldn't do everything i wanted to do right. and then i uh, listened to this podcast or this pre uh, um uh, speech from a pastor in oslo where he talked about thankfulness that how what that, that does to us and i just share uh, shared um from the philippians where we always can come forward to god with um uh thankfulness and when i I've, I've started this habit where i try to thank god for uh, just the smallest things like okay thank you god for this cup of water and every time i thank god for these small things I feel this happiness, even though I'm pretty mad or sad at, at a point. When, when, I, gratitude. when I thank, yeah. that does something with me, and that changes the atmosphere. So you just, it's just gratitude all over, yeah. just over and over again, basically. Yeah, and that does something with me and those I hang out with. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel the exact same thing, because I'm really dumb. So I just, I just, you know, I think about something and I was like, oh, let's just try that, right? So I, I just remember being like sleeping in the woods once because I wanted to. And then I was like, when I got home after that weekend, I was just so grateful for my bed. I was so grateful yeah, for the heat in my house, for, for the roof on my head clean water i didn't have to do, like do anything i didn't have to i didn't have to find water anywhere i just i just it's had to just go to the there. sink yeah it's just there yeah and i took that for granted mm. for so long until i because i mean yeah i was basically so i can just tell you like short i mean i could ex- tell this story later sometime but basically what i did was i was looking at you know bear grills and all those people and they live in, you know, the woods, like, with nothing, basically. They just, they just go there and just live there for, like, a, I don't know, like, a week, two days, months, I don't know. Mm. And I was like, bitch, 
or how hard could that really be? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so I just bought a tent just in case, uh, because that was the only way my mom would let me go. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't open, I didn't check if it was there because I, I bought it used, like basically like the fan that I know is like the, the, the Craigslist. Norwegian yeah. eBay. Yeah. Uh, and, um, so I just went to the woods, I bought a fishing rod mm. and I, I brought some water because my mom wouldn't let me go if I didn't bring some water and just some clothes. Right. And I just remember the drive to the place because I had to go remote. Yeah. That it took, it took, it took, it took like an hour to drive there from my house at least. And it was just. I, I don't think I can explain it, but I was there for two days. Mm. Like, it's nothing. I, I mean, I was a bitch compared to, like, what everybody else is, but I got, like, a taste mm. of what that is. Yeah. Because the only food I was allowed to, 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 to like... Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I brought with me... Uh, it was basically, a, like, a roll, like a bun. Yeah. Uh, which I bought on the way... It was meant to for me to eat on the way there, right? Mm. So that was the only thing I ate for the entire weekend, yeah. right? Cool. So when I got home, and I, the first thing I did was get McDonald's, obviously. And, and I mean, even McDonald's, mm. right? I was, now I'm really, like, every time I go to McDonald's, I'm grateful. I, I just look at the burger, I look at, like, whatever I'm drinking, eating, mm. and I just think that I, I'm just so happy. I'm just so, I mean, I'm just... I was never this happy before, but now I'm like really happy that yeah. I th- that I eat a burger. Like I'm really happy that I have clean water. I'm really happy that I have milk. Mm. I'm like so grateful now, right? And that was just because when I was so hungry for that weekend, like I only ate blueberries, right? I, be, because that was the only thing there. And I went fishing for a whole fishing. day. I I went fishing from from like eight nine in the morning, and then I stopped at six. PM, because then it was starting to get dark, right? Because I had to, like get oh. home. That's another thing. Lighting, street lights. Yeah. So grateful now because I had to go home because I I've, I've never had to do anything because it was dark outside basically. Uh. Except like go home when I was a kid, but I've never had to think about oh I need to go to sleep now because there's no light anymore, mm. right? And and I got two I got two fish, but. It was raining a lot, so I couldn't grill them. I couldn't oh. do anything. So it's it was just blueberries the whole weekend, right? Mm. It was pouring all weekend, so it was just blue blueberries. And at a certain point, I was so hungry and exhausted because I, I didn't eat, eat for like two days basically. That oh, we're getting some interference. I didn't eat for like two days. So when so when I at a point. Oh, there's a lot of uh, sound now. If you, if, you, if you just let it pass. Okay, I think we're good. So th- there was a point when I was just, I was wondering if the calories that I was burning from picking up the blueberries, like bending down, picking up the blueberries, was enough. Or, or like or that uh, one blueberry. Yeah, it was if if it was worth it, like you know, yeah. it, 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 is it really worth it to pick that blueberry? Yeah, I was that 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 was my mind because I was I mean, food. I'm grateful for every meal I get now because of that. You know what I mean? Just because when I was there, I there, there was nobody to give me food. There was no my mom. I, I could just call my mom to give me a sandwich or like or like dinner. There, there was no dinner there. It was just me and blueberries. 
right? And some f- rotten fish, basically. <laughs> because I could and and that's the type like my life. I I I don't want to say it was like revolutionary or anything because I'm still the same asshole idiot who lives here. But I I just get like that smile on my face I, like almost every time I go to McDonald's and all like I I'm so much more grateful now than I was mm. before, right? And that's the sort of thing that I, I'm I'm I think that you're also getting from Christianity, if that makes sense, which is I think is really powerful. Yeah, I think um, I think that's the right or a good observation because um, it was meant to be a short, short story, but it was it, it, it became really long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's you know, I think it's the most beautiful thing about Christianity is, and that's grace, undeserved, and we don't deserve anything, but we get to be with God. And that's like the ultimate price. God is amazing. And, um, and that's why I'm a Christian, because um, I've experienced that he's real in my everyday life. And um, yeah, I will forever be a Christian because of that. And I'm very thankful um, for yeah everything. Mm, yeah, and, and just to like round it up here... Um... I mean, is there anything you want to say before we uh, go off air? I mean, it's, it's not live or anything, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, the last thing I want to say is check it out. Um, I would recommend to do some research, research yourself. yourself. Um, is, can Christianity possibly be true? And uh, I, th- I think it's uh, a lot of good evidence for Christianity. Um, so check out the Bible, check out the Gospel of John. That's uh, um, the, uh, yeah, check out the Gospels in the Bible and um, try to pray. You t- you said that you wanted you wanted to try to pray, and yeah. just check it out, and uh, you won't regret. Yeah, and uh, this might be like a cheesy message, but uh, I just I, it is one thing I could say to my mom right now because that's my only uh, listener is that uh, my mother. Next time, the next time you just eat dinner, just like be grateful for everything that's around that dinner. Like for the people that got the fish out of the out of the sea, for the tr- the truck driver that got the fish to the store, yeah, and for the cashier that lets you pay for the, the fish, yeah. and even yourself, just be grateful for yourself, even because you made the fish. <laughs> you know, what I mean, you cooked the fish. And like, mm. I don't know. I just I just want everybody to be like as to be grateful for everything. As far as I am, because it's really powerful, and I, I, I think it could really help you. Mm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's basically all I want to say. And I just want to thank you for uh, coming. Well, it was um, awesome to be here. And uh, I know the audio might be not might not be the best. I'm hearing <laughs> echoes, but uh, I hope I hope you enjoyed being here. And uh, I'd love to have you anytime else, anytime in the future. See ya, boy.